Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a feel-good football Friday. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. It is A5, the return of the Mac behind the glass here at Chop Studios. We are very excited. We have ourselves a fantastic show for you lined up. We got some whole bunch of football games to get to that we looked at the slate yesterday it was actually hard to narrow it down yeah, it was a lot loaded of good games. slate this sunday i'm very excited about it yes we have Packers a lot of good Bears matchups week. i decided to bulk i told everybody on the discord i told everybody on twitter it was bulking season for my portfolio i added i invested yesterday into more players than i thought was remotely healthy but they're all guys that we've talked about at length, so it's time to put up or shut yeah, up. Yeah, the kid gloves are off. Yeah, man. We're, we're winding down on the NFL season mm-hmm. right now. It is officially the month of December, it so is. this is when football gets real. And all the training that we've done for the last couple months on the Mojo Market, the kid gloves are off now. Like I said, we are going to be div- uh, divulging heavily this yes. weekend into the players. Yes, yes, yes. So there's plenty yes, to get into. Last night's game, it's oh, man. It's like the one you're like, I'm sitting here like replaying the show yesterday in my head. Like, this is the one we circled on the calendar. And I'm like, this wasn't a game. It wasn't even close. It was never close. Like the, the, the Patriots just didn't show up. And and Mac Jones, we'll talk about Mac Jones in a minute. But like, geez, my God, it's very, it's disappointing for the Bills fans. You could say like, there we are. You know what I mean? Like they did things at will last night and it wasn't even close. It never was close. Um, there was never a debate I, going into that game. I think. If I'm not mistaken, the Patriots scored first. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, cool. But then, the like, Bills you just kicked their field goal. Yeah, the you just felt answered. like it was just it was gonna unravel. And the first the first half went by very quick, and there was a lot in, of running up until the last maybe five minutes of the first half. I thought it was a fairly close game. That fumble, the strip sack on Josh Allen, mm. that kept the pace. I was like, oh, they have a little bit of life. They weren't able to do anything with it, and then we all saw what happened. It was a tale of two halves. They were the exact same thing happened in both halves. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we'll get into this week's top movers on a Thursday night. And, of course, we start with the guy we just talked about, and that's Mac Jones. Mac Jones absolutely just brutal last night. Uh, 22 of 36, just 195 yards. Your one touchdown. I think he had a QBR of, like, 40. So, like, my biggest thing with Mac Jones is he's down 3.5%. He's got a five-time multiplier, three-time short. It's... It's very hard from the eye test. It's very hard for me to get behind Mac Jones going forward. It really is because it's just like I understand. And Bailey Zappi by you know by proxy went up again last night because the the investors out there on the Mojo market are saying, okay, well you know what, this might be another switch or something. I'm not sold on this guy. I'm sorry, he's not your prototypical franchise quarterback. He's so, being and moaning so, all day, like saying, so throw it up. I'm, like, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily sold on Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones will be in the NFL a long time. He's going to be. I don't know, he's man. Gonna, he's going to stick around. He might not be a starter, but Mac Jones, he's a good game manager. He identifies uh, defense and coverage as well. There's certain things that he's going to do well. He brings to the table. He's from Alabama. He's coached up. Yeah, There's coached no up question fine. about that. I don't know that Bailey Zappi is going to be the guy to unsurp. What I'm Matt saying Jones is they might they job. might be in a Texan situation where they have no quarterbacks on their roster. And that's how bad I think Mac Jones played last night. And well, again, his body language was awful. Like he's just he's sitting there and he's like, oh, he's you know, again complaining that he's not passing long, going deep enough. He's like, oh, I let my emotions get the best of me, bro. You're six and six now. You're not dead in the water, but. You don't look very good, and if you're a Patriots fan this morning waking up, you can't feel good about the future of this team under Mac Jones. He's vanilla. It just doesn't 
It's there's nothing to him. There I don't isn't. I don't think there's much to him, and I agree he's vanilla. I don't think that he has any help whatsoever offensively, and he has Matt but Patricia. That's always been Matt the case Pat- with who the Patriots. Yeah, but we're also talking Randy about, Moss was their big let's, debt let's, back in 07. We have to not expect what we got out of Tom Brady. You know, we're 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 expecting Mac Jones to maybe be a top. 15, 20 quarterback at best. Yeah, but to how me, quick, that's a starter. How quick was it for Brady to win a Super Bowl with nothing around him? Nothing. Tom, Tom Brady at the age of Mac Jones turned in. Tom Brady's future ahead of him, like 25-year career, six Super Bowl rings. I'm just talking about on the media. Like when he first started his career. Of course. Mac Jones is in year two. He doesn't even look anything remotely close to what Brady could have been. Is well, what I'm saying. Well, at this point in year two. I don't have a two, personal vendetta against the guy. I think it's just I, I feel like I feel like at this point in Tom Brady's career, year two, he was maybe about five starts deep. I don't know, man. I just don't see it. And look, he wasn't starting I, I, his I'll rookie wear year. all the egg on my face if I'm wrong. But I just, from me, look, from watching football for my entire life, this guy doesn't look know, like a quarterback I, look, in the NFL. Out of the league, though? You know, like he. I don't think he's out of the league, but it's just like, but again. He's a first round pick. He's going to get a chance. To succeed in New England still even next year. They might bring in a guy to, to push him a little bit. Josh but, McDaniels as the offensive but, coordinator. But who? <laughs> I don't know that the Raiders are going to fire McDaniels. We talked about this. They don't have the money to fire I, a coach. I'm well aware. But anyway, uh, there was some good out of last night, especially the Bills. And that's James Cook. Now, I think there's there's something to be said about this, Chris. Every guy that we call out saying like, ah, oh, we just haven't seen it. We don't know about it. He might be the third guy. Who knows? He emerged last night. He led the team in attempts. 14 rushes, just 64 yards. But, boy, when this guy goes downhill, he runs hard. And and James Cook is somebody that, again, he's got a three-time multiplier on him. He's up last night, 3.8%. And I said this about the Bills yesterday in previewing the game. If the Bills can find themselves a, a solid running back, this team will be unstoppable. And last night, there was a couple supplemental plays for Naheem Hines, which we've said that's his role. Yeah. But James Cook, Singletary scored, right? But James Cook... Got all the carries. Get used, so to what, seeing, get used to seeing all three of these guys on a given basis. Devin Singletary did turn it up last year at this point. I talked about did, it yesterday. He did. And I did say yesterday that if if Devin Singletary was to go down, that I don't think Naheem Hines is going to step in as the lead back. It's going to be James Cook. And it kind of was indicative of the way the game went yesterday. Singletary didn't go down, but James Cook was still the most involved back. Yeah. I don't like I said, I don't think that's going to be a trend. I think it could be either game, depending on who's the hot hand. And Hats off to McDermott for riding the hot hand because he James did. Cook he looked did. really good yesterday. And maybe it's time to start thinking about the potential for, you know, James Cook year one. They did get rid of Zach Moss because of James Cook's presence. He might be the guy that going into next year, he has a chance to take the job. Devin Singletary, he's been a, a steady in that lineup, but he hasn't taken the job and ran with it. So he hasn't there's done an that opening there in his entire career. I think he that's hasn't been definitely able to do a worth that. monitoring is the Buffalo Bills backfield situation but the rest of this Look at his price though. Here. Look at James Cook's price right now. $4.81. Yeah, no. Are you kidding? Like if that's the kind of volume he's going to get if he gets hot, like the sky's the limit for At this the very kid. least you could expect we're talking about how I was in on Michael Carter. Right. Right? James Cook, Devin Singletary, I feel like both of those guys are Maybe a, a, as good as Michael Carter is, except they're on a better, better okay, offense. Fine. So fair. if whoever is the starter, the other guy is potentially going to get enough carries to to maybe keep him involved. Mm-hmm. I would say that if I'm going to pick between the two, it's going to be James Cook at the share price, and I think next year he has a chance to be the RB one in Buffalo. I think so too. Um, somebody who we we don't have too much to talk about him, but the, the price keeps falling. The season keeps disappointing. Dawson Knox, bro, what are we doing, man? Like you got hurt last night, you got one target. He's down another 2.82%. 
what are we doing with Dawson Knox? It's just like you, you go into the season and you're thinking that this Bills team is a well-oiled machine and the addition or the, at least the implementation of Dawson Knox would be like, oh, man, this is going to be a great, great fit for him. And he just hasn't got it going this year. And it's like, are are the Bills going to be in on a tight end game going forward, like trying to find somebody? Or is this just a 12-week slump? Because no. it's just been, it hasn't been good. No, look, it would be a lot worse if the Bills weren't winning. But they're Correct. winning football games, and they just signed him to a big deal in the offseason. So Dawson Knox is locked up. And I don't believe that, you know, at his age and the contract that he signed, I think it was a four-year deal, he ain't going anywhere. There's no outs for the team, nor, nor should they be involved in getting getting rid of Dawson Knox. He's a young tight end, so mm-hmm. he needs a little bit of seasoning. Last year, I should have saw this coming because he's got I was the best, one of the best quarterbacks in football throwing the ball. That's that's the alarm. Yeah, but part. there's Gabe Davis, there's Isaiah McKenzie's yeah, emergence, still. and there's Stephon Diggs, and then they have the three running backs. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Buffalo. Mm. Tight ends typically get work in the red zone. If you look back at his numbers from last year, heavily touchdown dependent, he wasn't he, like was. he was catching a ton of balls in between the twenties. Going into this year, you expect a little bit of a regression when you see how many touchdowns he scored last year. You, you can't expect him to average 10, 12 touchdowns a year. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I think Dawson Knox's career is in jeopardy of him being a, a viable starting tight end in the league. He's on a, a loaded offense. If somebody went down on that offense, let's say a Stephon Diggs, you could probably see an uptick in targets for Dawson Knox at True. that point. But right now, why fix what's not, what's not broken? Yeah. There's nothing broken right. there. If Dawson Knox might get his touchdowns here or there, but as far as future value, I mean, he's the, uh, he's the Buffalo Bills tight end. It's not he's going to ruin your fantasy league. <laughs> he ain't well, you ain't winning no fantasy leagues with him. But if you invest in a long term play with Dawson Knox, I think you're going to be fine. All right, that is the top movers for week number 13's Thursday night football game. And of course, it's time to get right into thir- uh, week 13. The entire slate is loaded. There is some good, good matchups, some juicy, juicy matchups, specifically in regards to the Mojo market. We start with your beloved Packers, who again. Uh, they're reeling again. You know, they lost to the Eagles um, last week. The Bears have been this scrappy team. Uh, you know, some Bears fans are like, oh, I'm so excited. We got this this future here. We keep losing games, though. So we're right. They're sitting pretty at like the second or third overall pick right now. And you're like, but there's still promise. There's still hype. This is a rivalry. This is a division. These teams hate each other. Look, this game's in Chicago. So there's a certain investor maybe in, 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 the, in the mental game of the owner of the Bears is Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, look, I got in on Jordan Love, okay, and he's down because of the fact that Rodgers looks like he's going to go. And that's the interesting part because the Bears' secondary can absolutely be had. They're giving up over 214 yards through the air a game. Um, I expect a big game in a Watson again. Um, As far as Aaron Jones is concerned, again, that running tandem, they don't know how to use it. I feel like there's something wrong there. There's something broken. Flip side of the coin before I give it off to you, the Bears' rushing attack has been very, very good this year. Um, just uh, Justin Fields, a full practice on Thursday. He's probably going to go. So now is that alarming? Considering what you just watched the Packers do against Jalen Hurts and that running attack giving up over 300 yards on the ground, is this just a tailor-made situation for a Justin Fields to just go absolutely ham? Because this is like this is a good situation for him to be in, and a good situation yeah, so for him to return in. The Packers can be had against the run. Obviously, we've seen that all year. They're the worst team in the NFL stopping the run, but giving up almost 160. I will parts. say this: I don't think David Montgomery is going to have much success in this game. I think the Packers have done a decent job over the last month and a half of bottling up the opposing team's running backs. 
Justin Fields, on the other hand, he's probably going to run for 200 yards. <laughs> so, like, I can see that coming a mile away. I'm sure the Packers defensive coordinator sees that coming a mile away. The, uh, the question is, do you see it coming from a mile away? Because you should probably invest in Justin Fields today. Right, right now, he's we talk about Tua a lot. We'll talk about Tua in a little bit. But, like, he's one of the more undervalued quarterbacks right now on the mojo market is Justin Fields sitting there at 2881. His share price is very low. He's undervalued. He's under Mac Jones and Mariota right now. Give yeah. that into the consideration. You, you, yeah, you have That's to. You got to imagine that right now. I believe he's still below Zach Wilson or right around Zach Wilson. I, I have to look. I know two. That's probably not true. Zach Wilson has had a rough couple weeks. He has had a couple so, rough weeks. <laughs> so maybe not anymore. But yeah, it's close enough as to where it's like Justin Fields is still very low. Also, I'm not so sure though. But I could imagine that there's going to be some some crappy weather in this game. It's Chicago. Chicago. It's December. It's December it's at yeah. least going to be some wind. You would imagine. Oh, no, he's well above Zach Wilson right now, $7 okay. well above. But it, you, in that regard, that conversation could have been had three weeks ago where you're like, wow, there's a hurry. You know, like Spider-Man yeah, being there. Yeah. Just the Justin, and now he just Justin fell off Fields, the Justin Fields playing against Green Bay, you know, he hasn't had any success against them this, in his career up to this point. Maybe a little – I think he won a game last year, had a good first half last year. But he, it's going to be all running the football for him. Conversely, if you look at the other side of the ball, the Green Bay Packers, when they played the Bears in week two – Aaron Jones had 15 carries. A.J. Dillon had 18 carries. They're going to run the football in this game as well. I expect a lethal dose of Aaron Jones. He had 15 carries, cracked the 100-yard mark. It was. What's the stat when he rushes for what? They win? When Aaron Jones has 15 touches, they're 32-2 and in his career. (laughs) Why is that so hard for them to figure out? Yeah, it's like, (laughs) Like, okay, the first 15 plays of the game are going to be handoffs to Aaron Jones. We win. (laughs) Regardless of how the rest of the game goes, we're winning. Uh, My question to do to to put a bow on this game, if Aaron Rodgers, for whatever reason, goes into Chicago and loses, which is a very big, easy possibility, right? That that could definitely happen. The Packers would move to 4-9. and I know you're going to – no, they're not going to just bench Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying – so you see bench, and I say shut down. I don't say it like, you suck, Aaron, you're done. No, I see it like, bro, your thumb is so you, messed up. We're 4-9. and nine. We got to see what we got in Jordan Love. It's time to shut it down. There's only five, six games left. And then he's like, nah, I'm going to play. I'm helpful. As, as a Packer – if you're a Packer fan, you got to know. I understand the small sample size in Jordan Love right now that you've seen is very exciting, and it's it's very positive. But you got to see him on the road against Chicago. You got to see him on the no, road. I would love to see him at home. And you're going to. We've seen him could, on the road against Kansas could, City. We've if they seen shut him, him on down. the road. Did anybody hear what Darius Slay had to say about Jordan Love? No. What do you say? Something bad? No, very good. Oh, I was going to say, like, Pat, yeah, Pat very Peterson, good. Kyle like, Murray oh, type like, oh, the Packers got another one. Go figure. Basically, something along so, those lines. And there's hype around the league. Jordan Love is going to be a good player. Guess in what? We won't know until Aaron steps aside. We don't. We might not know. But if you're in, if you're in the quarterback room and you're and you've been wor- working with this guy for the last three years and you're you should know you know I think the coaches should know by this point they don't even know to run the ball. <laughs> well, I'm questioning the coaching right now. I honestly there's am. a lot. There, it's Lafleur has been a dominant head coach in his league. May, may I don't know what happens LeFleur's in the meetings. Had some some issues, but I don't know that I could sit here and pin any of the single loss on Lafleur solely. Their defense hasn't stopped anybody. Who calls the plays? Offensive coordinator Lafleur. Then, 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 then it's on him. Well, well, there's part of it, but what I'm sitting here and saying, it's like Lafleur has done enough to me as to where I'm not going to give him a pass on the season. But you can't sit here and say the guy doesn't know how to call plays because he's had so much success in this league because of his play calling. Right now, it's not working. They they have they lead the NFL in drops. So it's like when you're dialing up certain yeah. things. When the rains it pours, we'll bro. The it. first pass of the season. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> with a 75 yard touchdown that was dropped. If that if that. 
play gets made, I wonder how things have gone. You know, like just if he makes that catch, is Green Bay a playoff team right uh, now? I mean, I still think they're five, four and eight. There's still a playoff team Bro, somehow. If Green Bay wins all five of their games, they have a 48% chance of making the playoffs. Don't think I didn't look. <laughs> Did he look? He might have looked. All right, moving on to Aaron the local Jones, front. We didn't even mention Christian Watson. I did There's, say Christian Watson. Well, I didn't. There's going to be plenty to go around <laughs> for the Packers because the Bears defense stinks. Yeah. And Justin Fields is going to run all over us. All right. Well, that's the Bears and the Packers. So moving on to the local front, Mike White and the Jets uh, visiting, going over down to Minneapolis, Minnesota. So here's the big deal here. The Minnesota Vikings, past defense, secondary, no bueno at all. Um, right now, almost 300 yards a game. So they can be had. Mike White is in a position right now to really solidify himself as the dude in New York. And I know we've hyped up Zach Wilson the same way. Oh, he's got to be the guy. And then you see you see what happened with him when the hype got a little bit too in your face, kind of collapsed and just didn't deliver. Mike White right now, and I, again, take what you want out of this conversation. Richard Sherman, do you, do you agree with some of the stuff he has? His takes could be good. His takes could be awful. He says he looks at Mike White, and he says, that's a franchise quarterback right there. And I'm like, what? You know, over how many games? I'm like, so maybe some of the players and some of the analysts are seeing Mike White as somebody special. And if you do, guys, Mike White is $4 right now. 4 Dollars right now with I a three-time multiplier. I think it's worth investing in Mike White. Hundred percent. I did yesterday just because of this stock. I said no way. So there, there's, there's no way I'm gonna miss this. this but no, that's that's an extremely hot take on Mike White being a franchise quarterback after seeing him. Maybe what that's you, what it was against Sherman's the, all about. It was but. against the Bears, right? Yes. Right. We just talked about how the Bears' defense is terrible. The Vikings, getting another gift on the schedule yeah, then because yeah. the Vikings so that's what defense can be had. And, and if you're looking at this and you're saying, well, could Zach Wilson have done well last week against the Bears that were Justin Fields was out, so there wasn't much to offer offensively for the Bears, that is. There wasn't much of a threat for them to do much. It was a, a, a fairly easy game. You didn't have to press at all. Hmm. That's not going to be like that every week. Last year we saw Mike White look really good in his first, uh, in his first action, and then in the next week it completely Yeah, the wheels the fell off real quick. Listen, we'll see what happens. Another interesting thing to talk they about. They also drafted Zach Wilson second overall last I'm year. I'm well aware of that. But, you know, again, I go back to and I'm not comparing Wilson Maybe to Jamarcus Russell. Way, but, but people have screwed up. They've screwed up. It happens, right? Mitch Trubisky, didn't they trade up to get him? He's Everybody a backup full, in the you, you better fully expect to see Zach Wilson back under center at some point this That's season. That's what all sorts, all, from everything I've read. No and doubt listen, about it. You're on New York radio. No doubt about it. I, I expect it too. But for now. Mike White said it yesterday. They asked him, you know, it's not do gonna, you feel like if you're... If the Jets go on the road and win, they're not going to take Mike White out. But he does have a short leash. Mark my words. What I will say is this. Mike White says he's not going to be able to play over, uh, play up to his full potential. Nobody can if you're looking over your shoulder. He's not worried right now. He's just got to go out in there and sling the ball. Other side of this game is a very, very interesting matchup. Clearly, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings have had some decent offensive outbursts at times nothing crazy they are a really good team as far as you are what your record says you are but uh kirk cousins will be throwing to his boy justin jefferson it's justin jefferson against sauce gardner that's something i'm very very interested in watching just because the last time justin jefferson faced an elite cornerback trayvon diggs he was locked down locked down and if you didn't hear my whisper i said trayvon diggs locked him down so can sauce do the same thing i think so I think Sauce could lock down anybody, but it's more so the matchup that I'm interested in here. We know the Jets' corners are going to make things difficult for, for everybody that they're playing against. I think 
the Jets' defensive line has a chance to wreak havoc in this game. If Dalvin Cook isn't able to get going, it's going to get hard for the Minnesota offense. I don't think Minnesota – I think Minnesota can pull this game off. They're at home. Their offense is elite. And the Jets' offense, while they're decent, we don't know exactly how good Mike White can be. Going on the road in a game that both teams must win. I don't think it's a must win for Minnesota, but the Jets need this game pretty bad. Absolutely. After and if you're looking the at did. where the Vikings are, they lost to the, the – they're probably looking at the two seed no matter which way it slices at this point. The Vikings? Yeah. I mean, if the, if the Eagles continue – I think the winner of the NFC East is going to be the one seed. Yeah. And the, if, if the Cowboys kind of – if the stars align, no pun, and they get to the top of the NFC East, that means they won a whole bunch of games down the stretch yeah. and Minnesota could have been had, so whatever. But um, I'll get that. I'll get in more into that in January when the playoffs come around. I'm a little I'm a little cold on any of the offensive players from Minnesota because they've been performing at such a high level this year that they're going to really have to explode in this game. And I'm talking about for a, a, a day trade purpose here. They're going to really have to explode in this game. I don't see it happening. The Jets are going to try and muck this one up the a Jets little have, bit. The Jets are the, the the Jets are who they are because of their defense. The Jets have one of the most complete defenses in football. I think they so stop too. the run well. They get after the quarterback, and we know what their secondary is about. I was so. talking about. We were just talking about seeding in the playoffs. Big playoff implications with the Giants and the Commanders because look, when you look at the uh, the, the the standings in the NFC, you have to consider the fact that the Giants started off hot. They, they were the talk of the town. They had the Daniel Jones hype train going on. Everybody loved Brian Dayball. Everybody loved, you know, Saquon Barkley's going to get this big, luxurious deal. And now over the last couple of weeks, the Giants have kind of simmered down a little bit. And the team they're playing is kind of on the ups um, because of the move to Taylor Heineke as your starting quarterback. That's been announced. You know what I mean? Like, that's not – Carson Wentz is now an afterthought in Washington right now. Uh, God willing, a injury or anything like that. But Wentz is just not the dude anymore. Lost another job. Like, I can't even – harp on Carson Wentz any more than I already do but a big playoff implication and then on the mojo market it's all about opportunities if your team that you're if your invested player gets into the playoffs guess what that's more times that they get on the field who would have thought that what is it December 3rd that right this now? game's legit that we will be looking at not just like this has playoff implications like both these teams look like they're playoff teams like they most likely will both be in the post there's a chance that the entire NFC East gets in and it's insane. Never would have thought that. <laughs> no, two years ago, you know, they were the, the laughing stock of the entire league. Just to touch on how I expect it to go in terms of the mojo market, this game is going to be a tough for the Giants to move the ball. I think Saquon's going to struggle a little bit. Washington's uh, run defense is one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league over the last couple weeks. Yeah. Key for the Giants in this one is what you see a lot of when teams stop the run well. They, they're the, one they, the one that you could kind of like get through that is by having a quarterback that is elusive. And I wouldn't say that Daniel Jones is elusive, but he can take off and create uh, problems for the defense with his feet. I think Dan if the Giants want to have success offensively, Daniel Jones is going to have to take off a little bit. And and you just talked Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, December football. This is where you're going to make your money. Yeah, we'll you see have how, to. You, look, this, it's, is this is where the going gets tough for the Giants, and if they want to prove to the fans and to the rest of the league that they're the real deal, they're going to have to win some of these games. Commanders on the road, you're looking at it as that's a winnable game, but this is going to be a tough, tough matchup. Both teams line up the Giants are supposedly running the ball well Washington stops the run the Giants G don't stop the run I expect the a big game out of Brian issues. Robinson Giants are having slight issues stopping the run mm -hmm. but again when you look at what the Giants are doing they have issues stopping the run but then on third downs and on power success they have success so situationally they're still playing really good football and you're right Brian Robinson has a chance for success he, he's been getting a good vol a good amount of volume even yeah. since he started Week, not week one, but the week, first week he came back, you would expect him to like be eased in. It wasn't the case. They've given him a full, full 
workload completely week in, week out. Antonio Gibson has vultured from him a little bit, but Brian Robinson coming off of his best game of the yeah. season, best game of his career with a chance to build on that success against a team that if there is an opening, it's definitely against the run on the Giants. I hear that. Should be a good so one. Brian Robinson is the guy that I'd probably invest in. I already did. <laughs> way, way ahead of you. All right. The Scary Chiefs, Terry, too. Could the be a Chiefs little... and the, that's a, not a bad play either. The Chiefs and the Bengals are next. And, again, what we've seen through practice is that both Jamar Chase and Mixon yesterday limited. So are they going to get a clean bill of health come Sunday? I don't know. If the if the Bengals, it's been a fun story to see what Joe Burrow can do without these guys, and they can win some games. They will not run with the Chiefs minus those guys. One of those guys got to play. They're not going to be able to get this done. The Chiefs, I'm obviously I'm in on Mahomes. I'm in on Kelsey. Those are my long term Amazon type stocks. Like those are through the moon forever, right? I love those guys on my stock portfolio. But then I look at across the board. Can Joe Burrow get it done against the Chiefs minus all those weapons? You're about to see if Joe Cool can get this done, man. I, I don't know if he can, minus those guys. We've seen a downtick yesterday. Mojo put out something on, I believe it was Instagram, about Tyler Boyd. You would expect him to just shoot up because you hit, you know, Jamar Chase, opportunities there. He hasn't. I think he's down 4%. So it's like, what do the Bengals have to do? Who are you looking at or targeting right now in a game like this where, again, Huge implications for the Bengals. They got to stay afloat uh, with the, the Baltimore Ravens in that division. The yeah. Chiefs are kind of running away with it, but again, they're not going to take the foot off the gas either. Well, the Ravens are starting to stink a little bit. I mean, they're blowing leads, but they're still winning games at the um, end of the day. So yeah, this game is big. A small little rivalry brewing between these two teams. Um, the, the the Bengals are doing everything they can to enter that that mix of the elite in the AFC. Even though Buffalo hasn't won anything yet, everyone thinks they're elite. Um, I kind of think they're elite. They're so up there. This is a huge game. I think what you were talking about with the guys being limited, they're only limited because it's December and it's Thursday though. Wednesdays are your limited practices. Give me a full no, go. No, Wednesdays. Wednesdays are your. I'm not practicing at all. Well, Wednesdays is Thursdays, Wednesdays is typically when you start revving up for the season after the week. Friday is probably going to be limited, but it's December. So everyone is limited. The Bengals get an indoor facility yet? No, no. And yeah, do they? It's like a blizzard. The Bengals got to practice outside on the concrete. <laughs> it's a schoolyard. Yeah, uphill the entire way. Oh yeah, no feet, no ankles. No feet, no ankles. <laughs> That's my father used to say that. So yeah, look, Jamar Chase is going to play. Does anybody remember what Jamar Chase did to the Chiefs last year? I do not. Why don't you Ooh, remind me? It was like three hundred and forty thousand <laughs> receiving yards in one game. So if he goes, there's the play. I think that was the game that he won. If you had Jamar Chase week se week 17 last year, you won your fantasy league because Jamar Chase, it was in the championship game. Oh, wow. That's right. Um, and the Bengals used that game to, I think it was on the heels of the Jets' loss maybe even, right? And the Bengals turned The Bengals up. might have done it a little something-something last year <laughs> come yeah, December, January, they, February. They got hot in December, and Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, this is when he took the league by storm. Where Joe lukewarm, like, not Joe, Joe cool. Joe lukewarm, Joe cool, <laughs> Joe Joe Ice Cold <laughs> in his veins, uh, but it should be a I'm really in on good both game. Quarterbacks, this yeah, one's going to be a shootout. Yes, these, these guys are going to have some fun playing football. We'll get a nice little potential AFC Championship preview or a, divi a, a playoff preview. At least a lot at of least. playoff teams in in our in our little bracket today. Game of the week is next, and that's the Miami Dolphins against the San Francisco. You don't 49ers. think that the Chiefs Bengals is the game of the week? This is the game of the week right mm. here. Why? Because there's been hype around Tua Tungavailoa the entire season. And I'm I'm in on him. I'm invested. He's one of my heavier investees, right? <laughs> I, I've been on this guy from the jump. He got hurt, went down, got back up. The stock has been up and down with him. But then since coming back, you said it, you've continued to say it, 
The Dolphins don't lose when this guy's under center and completes a game, right? This right here is your biggest test. We're going to find out just how much Tua has against the best defense in football, you would say. Arguably the best defense in football, the 49ers. Bolts, I mean, dude, pass rush, covering when they have to. Like, the, the 49ers are that defense. What I love to say the Cowboys are, I still think the Cowboys are. But what I'm, the Niners, statistically, bro, the Niners are giving up, ready for this, 80 yards a game on the ground. 80. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's insane. So then you have to look at a, at a team like Miami. I'm out on all the running backs. Last week I was in on everybody. This week I'm not touching a Miami Dolphin running back. Not doing it. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, I, I'm still – I still – I, I'm invested in Jeff Wilson already. I'm not selling him going into this week because okay. I expect maybe him not to do much because I still think that even if it's not this year, next year, I think he's going to be the guy in, in Miami for a little bit. Dude's a hammer. Yes, right? absolutely is. The 49ers defense, obviously, they haven't given up a point in the second half for the last four games. I don't believe they've <laughs> given up a point in the last <laughs> seven <insane>. quarters. <laughs> right? <laughs> Look, how good can um, he be? This yeah, this, this defense is playing really well in spite of the fact that they lost their corner, their, their starting two corners for the season to injury. I think this might be a game where it comes back to bite them a little bit. Miami D, uh, Dolphins have done a better job than people think. There was a point in the season where because of the concussion situation and then the backup quarterbacks that everyone thought that the Miami Dolphins weren't protecting their quarterbacks. That is not the case. They're actually top 10 in, in protection this year. They're going to need it in this one because everything – Everything goes in this defense with the pass rush. If they're able to neutralize that a little bit, I don't know that those those back end, the back end for the 49ers is going to be able to hold up against Tyreek Hill of the world, the Jalen Waddles of the world. You ready? And, and ready for this matchup. All we could talk about all the players, but I'm I can't wait until these coaches get involved in the market. I really market because, I, I love that coach, by the way. Your mechanics were trash. <laughs> it's like, what did you just tell your quarterback? George is definitely the best team in the SEC <laughs> where he's whispering in the mic. For Tua to hear that because he's an Alabama guy. He's just trolling his own quarterback. Bro, the relationship has been there since Jump Street, and that was a big thing because Brian Flores couldn't squeeze out. I know everyone was – it was like the odds-on favorite for Coach of the Year was Sirianni, and rightfully so. He's having a really good year, but I don't know how you can't consider Mike McCarthy. You want my boldest take of all time right now? Mike McCarthy. No, look what I wrote there. Super Bowl preview? Super Bowl preview. How about Um, that? December 2nd, 2022, Dave Sturgeon on record saying this could be Joey D, my buddy a yesterday, Super Bowl preview. Said the exact same thing, yeah. but he said but he said he thinks Philly has a really good chance to take out the Niners. I so. agree, but any given championship and, Sunday. And who do you have in the in the AFC Championship? He had Cincy and Miami. I tell you right now, if Cincy and Miami, bro, all I'll say is this. If Miami gets there with uh, however the seedings work, if Miami gets there and beats like Buffalo in the AFC title game, I don't know if the Bills fans will recover for the rest of their lives. I can't. Yeah. I can't even fathom what they would go through if can't, they lost to the division rival. Fucking uh, almost. I was, I, was roll, I was. I was rolling there. <laughs> the, the division rival Bills. Uh, can we get one more game in here or no? We, we finish this up. We're at the thirty mark. We'll speed right, through real speed quick. It up. Ready? Jags um, Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Christian Kirk. Yes. I got a play of the week for this one. Zay Jones. 10-time multiplier. The Lions defense can't stop anybody through the air. Christian Kirk would be usually the guy. If you want to put all your best players on him, great. Zay Jones has eaten for the last couple weeks. I'm all in on Zay this week. He's in my portfolio. Let's ride Zay Jones. I'm all over that. And I'm, I'm here to say that I'm, I've am i turned the corner on Trevor, 
Trevor Lawrence because he's so boring. But I feel like this guy's another legit. prove it. Listen, I, I liked are, what I've been seeing these the are last two couple weeks. Teams. He I must have this. watched the Mojo Market. He and I said, have. "You need to play with some more fire, buddy." Yeah, and no, he, he did, did last week. And then he looked yeah. in the mirror, he put his eye black on. He's like, "Some real go. opportunity for him to have success in this one." Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. So that is your Week 13 NFL report. There's a lot of games, like I said, a lot of interesting matchups. I, again, possible Super Bowl preview. Bills fans don't want to hear that at all. Neither does Cowboy fan. I, I want to go. I just want one more before I'm dead. Um, it's, it's truth be told, I was 10 when they won the last one. I'm now a 37-year-old man. I'm starting to feel the effects of being old. I just want one more Super Bowl before I go underneath the ground. Um, but in any event, not to get morbid, Go invest and invest Bro, smartly. My but dad's you can. like seventy, and that's how he sounds. Calm down, dude. Um, you got plenty of time. I hope so, man. I just the stress. My I dad, the grades and the beard. Watching the Packer game last week, he's like, "I'm seventy. This is it for me. I'm not going to see another one." My father, <laughs> I can't say the same. I mean, my father is a couple years younger than your dad, and there's little glimpses where everybody thinks I'm just this animal when I'm watching a Cowboy game. There's little glimpses. every time I look over there. My dad is. Seething, he's ready to explode. There's, there's passes that Dak throws. He's like, "He's not the guy." <laughs> it's like it's crazy. But in any event, might not be. Follow, follow Mojo right now. Do yourself a favor. Follow us on the old social medias: Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Mojo. Join the Discord. I was in there yesterday. Like I said, talking my game, telling everybody I just beefed up my portfolio. So be sure to check that out as well. Please do all of this responsibly this week. These games are, are again, this week 13 is going to deliver. We have reached December. Playoff teams are starting to develop. This is how you make your money. You got to invest in guys that are obviously, obviously, yeah, you want to find the the, the the bargains, right? The Jordan you, loves of the world. The Jordan loves of the world. I'm but you also want to find those playoff teams, man. Those playoff teams, the teams that are potentially get to the Super Bowl. Can you imagine? Can you imagine my portfolio right now if it's an Eagles to uh, the Eagles Dolphins Super Bowl? I'm buying a yacht. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, so heavily invested into it at oh, this point. And Jalen Waddle, that um, I have no choice but to root for the Dolphins going forward. Not only in, not only in the Mojo market, but I, I probably am one of the biggest collectors of Jalen Waddle on Earth in, in sports cards. Do it, do it a while, everybody. Do it as you go. Waddle, right. Waddle, <laughs> Waddle, Waddle. For Dave, shaky, yeah, shaky. Then, shout out, Joe. Dave Sergio, Chris Gucci. This has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Enjoy the football. We'll see you back here with some top movers on a Monday morning. Where are you go? Oh, he's doing the Waddle right here on the camera. All right, cool.